Last week, Ben, we recorded over Zoom and you were a little bit worried about those ass grooves in the chair being <laughs> reshaped. Yes, so yes now, I was now, concerned. Now that you're here, what, what's the verdict? I uh, honestly can't remember if I'm sitting in the correct seat. <laughs> you are. I sat where the, where the headphones were. And did Glenn do the switcheroo? Did you do the switch? <laughs> I can't tell. After a good sniff, I uh, switched. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Who knows what, what I left on those seats? Oh, oh Melzy. Oh, well. <laughs> he's, he's ticking over. I'm just not going uh, <laughs> to engage in that. Uh. Hey, you know what? This week is a huge week for horror fans because the, uh, the highly anticipated Evil Dead Rise is being released to cinemas. So I want to get that out of the way because that is why we're playing the music that we're playing. Booyakasha. That's the uh, voice of Doris Day there to kick us off. Reason being, it's uh, it's the song they play in the trailer for Evil Dead Rise, which I haven't. I've purposely not watched. I oh, haven't seen. Haven't I haven't seen the trailer. I have not seen. I, I did not get to go to a uh, media screening of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would. I have just avoided everything. People are chomping at the bit for this movie. Um, so to wet the whistles, we've got a chat coming up today with the two stars of that. But we'll, we'll get to that shortly. Uh, g'day to all of our listeners, a very warm welcome to those of you who are listening for the first time and um, <laughs> you haven't chosen the wrong podcast and if you have, well, let's, you know, stick with it. Oh, I don't happens. know, I don't know. <laughs> Started off, we're talking about chair sniffing. <laughs> yeah. <I think> we're... <laughs> well, this is Good Movie we're... Monday and we are the weekly podcast dedicated to nerdy cinematic ramblings. My name's Glenn Cochran, Master of Ceremonies, sitting across from me is Ben Helwig, otherwise known as the glue that binds everything. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, mate? I'm good. I'm good. Very good. Glad to be back in uh, in Aussie, as they say in New Zealand. <laughs> it's great to have you back, and we're fully loaded on pizza. Jesus, are we? <laughs> I'm ready to take a nap. I consume so much pizza. Oh, shit. So uh, our website is goodmoviemonday.com, so make sure you go and have a look at that. It gives you all the links to all of our social medias, and you know what to do with that. Like, subscribe, share, comment, all of that kind of stuff. We do have the Bonehead Weekly Fun Size segment coming up, which um, which is considered, I guess, an exclusive version or micro version of their regular Bonehead Weekly podcast. They're from Kentucky in the US. Uh, a lot of fun. And in a few minutes, we're going to bring Jarrett from Monster Fest into the show to chat about what's new being released on physical media this week. But I want to quickly pick your brain a little bit, Ben. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> after my recommendation, I think it was last week, um, Tetris. Yes. You went and watched it. I did indeed. How did my description hold up? I said it was Air Meets Bridge of Spies. <coughs> Not very good. <laughs> no. Uh, let me think. Like, yes. I guess for me it was more, uh, yeah. I guess well, that's that's a pretty good description. I was thinking of Air, and I can't remember the name of the film, but that one where um, where Linda Hamilton plays the battle. Of the, it's like a Battle of the Bulge movie where they she's a it's a made for TV film. She's a, a college yeah age student, but she's Russian, and she's a, a 
you know, studies English. And so then they send her off to basically the spy school to infiltrate at like, you know, American towns as a as an average American teen. No, I don't know it. <laughs> it's amazing. Sally Kellerman's in it. Uh, I think it's and, and hang on, how, how does that relate to Tetris? But so that's it's what that verse and, <laughs> and air. And air. I oh, gotcha. But Bridge of Spies does kind of pay into it. I was a bit disappointed. I thought like I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I thought it started halfway through the movie. It hit the ground running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I would have, I would have liked to have come in a bit earlier, and I hope they do a prequel. Tetris prequel, <laughs> or like a you know a, a doco. If Netflix want to do a doco on it on the actual thing, and it, you know someone's going to write in and go, oh, they've already done it, you I fucking gotta, idiot. I got to admit, I was surprised that you know by the time the movie begins, Tetris is already an established game in Russia. It's very popular mm. over there. Like I would have liked to see the origin of the creation, like you know what drove him to create it. And yeah, yeah, but. Anyway, I just I just wanted to pick your brain on that. Yeah, no, I but I did I thoroughly enjoyed it. I highly recommend uh, everyone out there get get themselves an Apple subscription. Yeah, well, there's a cheeky little recommendation before we recommend him. Before we recommended anything. <laughs> now let's uh, recommend uh, Newsly. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. You know what I'm going to be talking about. This is the Newsly app the super app that is that you can put into the palm of your hand absolutely free it takes all of the highest trending articles from around the world uh, according to what you like you might be into drama you might be into politics you might be into religion whatever it is film uh, <laughs> and it reads them back to you in a natural human voice very handy for when you're on the go or you just can't be bothered reading and uh, the best part is they have a free premium service and uh, you can get yourself a whole month of free premium by using the code Monday without the O-M-N-D-A-Y. So make sure you listen to us, Good Movie Monday, as well as the Wednesday Up Late podcast on Newsly, newsly.me. Well, this has now become, I think, my favourite part of the show. Hey, Jarrett. Hey, Glenn. <laughs> I wanted to combine both your names. like, like, a, like My a name Jennifer does combine Lopez. them both. Yeah, well, it's, it's true, actually. There you go. Well, can I call you Blenn? <laughs> Oh, if you want. Glenn sounds okay. good. I, I All right, Glenn. our celebrity couple name. Yeah, that's it's beautiful. I I'm just waiting Glenn. for the breakup, the reunion, <laughs> yeah. the breakup again. What was what do they call the J Lo Ben Affleck one? What do they call though? What are they called? Uh, Benefer. There was Benefer. That's it. That's yeah. That's it. That's it. It's funny actually because you know I I've taken to Jennifer Lopez. You know, I, I didn't mind her early in her career, but then I just had no interest when the music came along and all those dud movies like Made in Manhattan and all that Oi, shit. What's your tongue? When she I started referring like to herself that. as Jenny from the block. The block. I did, <laughs> admittedly, I did like the song, though. The song but, was right, but... but then, yeah, I've had a renaissance and I, I'm digging, you know, all the films that she's done lately, the Marry Me and the Second good. Chance or whatever it was. I'm liking that. And, uh, you know, and Ben Affleck, he's had a bit of a dark couple of years for me because he's just been doing pretty average films aside from recently Air, which is a bit of a return to form for him for me. Actually, I know I I managed to watch Air with you, and while we were on the plane, Shotgun Wedding. So I got the, I got the I, got, I, I had a good benefit kind of reunion. So and Air has been to... getting a lot of air on the show the last couple of weeks, <laughs> <laughs> and it, like it needs it. Actually, did you see on the news that a pair of Air Jordans that Jordan wore in like his I don't know I, I don't know the NBA air that well, but let's just say it's the 2016 Premiership, whatever. Anyway, these shoes, 
Yeah, he sold these signed shoes and they sold for three and a half million dollars. And he gave them to some kid there because this kid traded him something. So this kid's now sold it via an auction house. Three and a half million dollars for a signed pair of Air Jordans. I'm like, that's fantastic. I don't understand. <laughs> I got a mate you... that sold a pair of thongs on Craigslist for 50 bucks <laughs> <laughs> to a pervert it... at 11 p.m. at Balaclava <laughs> Station, but uh, that's not three and a half million. I don't know how, how it is that I can't afford it. A... Did you see on the news that a pair of Air Jordans that Jordan wore in like his, I don't know, I, I don't know the NBA that well, but let's just say it's the 2016 Premiership, whatever. Anyway, no. these shoes, yeah, he sold these signed shoes and they sold for three and a half million dollars. And he gave them to some kid there because this kid traded him something. So this kid's now sold it via an auction house. Three and a half million dollars for a signed pair of Air Jordans. I'm like... That's fantastic. I don't understand. <laughs> I got a mate you... that sold a pair of thongs on Craigslist for 50 bucks <laughs> <laughs> to a pervert it... at 11 p.m. at Balaclava <laughs> Station, but uh, that's not three and a half million. I don't know how, how it is that I can't afford a Karen Allen love pillow from Japan, and yet some asshole can spend $3 million on a pair of shoes. Karen Allen love pillow from Japan, and yet some asshole can spend $3 million on a pair of shoes. <laughs> That's amazing. Did you say Karen Allen is in the actress? Yeah. Karen Allen from Starman? Yeah. But it's That's young. amazing. It's, it's not weird. It's young Karen Allen. Yeah, no, that's incredible. Yeah, no. Let, let me know if they get a buy one, get one free sale. We'll go Harvey's. Save on shipping. That's Save a menage a trois. You want one too, but you want, you want in on this, Glenn? Yeah, sure. All right. Well, even if they've got a two sale. Who doesn't? You push the button and it uh, it uh, takes a shot, like like in Indiana Jones. Well, I want a snuggie with her print on the outside, so I can sleep inside her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> and that was the moment the show got cancelled. <laughs> All right, mate. What's uh, what's coming out this week? <laughs> All right. Well, this week there's some exciting releases coming from Roadshow. They're from the Warner catalog, and Warner, of course, is celebrating their hundredth anniversary as a studio. As such, they're pumping out some of the classics. Now, I did mention these. I think a couple of months ago, maybe a month ago, I think we've only been on the air for about a month. But uh, we've got the Maltese Falcon, we've got Rebel Without a Cause, and we've got Cool Hand Luke all coming out on 4K Ultra HD. And the good part is they come with the Blu-ray as well. So that means you're going to get all the special features. Plus, if you're not 4K savvy yet, you can just grab it. And then when you are 4K savvy, when the format dies because you didn't get in on day one and supported the format, <laughs> you'll be able to watch it when they're clearing the 4K players cheap. But yeah, those three are coming out from Roadshow. Nothing new in terms of extra content, just archival content. But regardless, really exciting to see some classic films come to 4K. And do particularly we get these the, films. Um, do we get the shiny slipcase or is that... We don't, sir. No, no. You'll be grateful you get an Amaray with two discs. Yeah. You'll, have, <laughs> you'll, you'll be you'll, happy. You'll, yeah. you'll be happy with that. You'll pay the same price. Well, in fact, all of these obviously releasing this week... Now, I think JB's actually got a sale maybe till the end of April, buy two, get one free, so you could probably get the three of them for the price of two. So that might be some comfort since we can't get that Karen Allen pillow. That's uh, their um, two at this point in time. That's their slogan in the marketing meetings. They'll be happy. Sounds like it. They'll just be grateful that they got it. <laughs> I'm going to hit that kid up who got the $3 million for the shoes. <laughs> well, I can put you in contact with my friend Dav who sold his thongs on Mark. thongs, yeah. On, on, on Craigslist. Yeah. I mean, that, that kid really doesn't need to. <laughs> no, no. He could give ridiculous. me a million and it wouldn't affect his life at all. 
No, that's it. That's it. Well, let's find out where that kid lives and we'll trade him three Blu-rays or 4Ks. The Maltese Falcon, Cool Hand Luke, and the other one, which I've forgotten. Did you, oh, did Rebel you see Without a Cause is the only one I'm really, really excited about. I, I, mean, I, I think I'm I, in the other two. Talking about air, I shared, a, I shared a, a joke with you guys privately. Did you see Aaron Coggs, the um, the comedian, proposed an Aussie version of Air where yes. <laughs> fucking Dunlop tried to headhunt Andrew Gaze? Yes, that would be amazing. <laughs> I can see it now too. It'll be just terrific. It could be like a Stan original. But then <laughs> yeah. again, no, it'll, it'll probably be made for Channel 9, uh, best... which means it'll have like a third of the budget. <laughs> the best part about it is though, so you'll never see Andrew Gaze's face or that stupid <laughs> fake grin that he always has on his and the movie will be called Dunnies. <laughs> Dunnies, I like. As long as they do have, a, you know, a scene in it with him being courted by Hungry Jacks as well to do, like, you know, some sort of sponsorship there. So, no, no, I, I fully embrace that. We need more Australian sports people movies and definitely more Dunlop volley movies or Dunlop in general. I just I want Cliffy like too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, totally. Cliffy returns. Cliffy no, second late- run. I'd like a late sequel to the club. Oh, yeah, totally. this time more racist, time, yes. more sexist, and, and, and more drug more, use. Because if drugs. there's anything about the AFL in this day and age, it's every time I'm turning on the news, one of them's doing coke. Whether they did coke last weekend, whether their wife was doing coke on a Kmart plate, or whether in fact they did coke five years ago on Snapchat, which I didn't even realise was still around. And the videos have finally surfaced. So, yeah, I don't know. Those <laughs> AFL players are getting paid an awful lot of money if they can afford cocaine. I mean, who would have thought? Who would have thought that, was it 10 years ago, whenever it was, when Fraser Gehrig got so pissed at a St Kilda <laughs> nightclub that he pissed on the bar thinking he was at the urinal? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, five years later, that, uh, who was it, the... He played for Carlton. And he got so he got done for pissing at, like, a shop front after a night on the piss, that we'd get even better. The, 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 the They're just levelling up. Would get, would, would get even better than that. Like The I movie's thought, writing itself right now. It's, it's, it's levelling up. We'd reach that high watermark with the public urination, but apparently not. And the beautiful thing is too, I don't know if you lads have heard this, but uh, Victoria's <laughs> abolished this, you know, drunken disorderly or drunken public sort of rule thing. So it means you could get these AFL players you know, get them pissed up. And as long as they're not pissing in public, they can pretty much get away with murder. Yeah. <laughs> and that should be the story. <laughs> <laughs> and that one's coming out next week on Blu-ray, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Fast okay, track. So moving on to Umbrella Entertainment. They've, they've got some really great titles this week. First up is The Tunnel, the 2011 Aussie found footage film. I'm a big fan of it. We celebrated its 10th anniversary last year at Monster Fest. We had the so director was- on the show. Oh yeah, of course. Yes, yes. And it's Good just such there. a such a great I still feel like it's fairly underrated. Uh, and this this Blu-ray release compiles all the archival material that was available on the two disc DVD back in the day, the Blu-ray that they put out that they self-released. And now it's got the 2021 retrospective documentary on there as well that we premiered at Monsterfest last year. So it's a great package cool. and it's good to see that film finally get That's a good documentary. Oh, it's a terrific documentary. Yeah, yeah. I was I loved it. Do you know, uh, did they release the doco on Pirate Bay as well? <laughs> Is that part of the strategy? <laughs> well, that's such a that's a great aspect of the documentary, funnily mm. enough, as well. And when we did the Q and A afterward, it was sort of like you know, it was just such in the infancy 
of doing something like that that it didn't quite succeed uh, and obviously a big reason why you know a lot of other companies didn't want to touch it because they were kind of worried for the aspect they were of that for free yeah exactly you know we want to make some money how do we make somebody some had to do that you know just to test the waters exactly it's like happened, uh, yeah. radiohead did it with that record you know in rainbows or whatever it was with the sliding scale we're putting on the internet you choose how much to pay well i don't know Later, era Radiohead, <laughs> I'll probably slide toward the zero and I'll take the download and never listen to it. <laughs> but, but don't put coming. it on my iPod without asking me like you do, because <laughs> I'll have none of that. Bono takes full responsibility. Yeah, rightly so. He literally so. does. Yeah, rightly so. This should be a class action against him. <laughs> apparently, that, apparently yeah. the Apple like executives are saying, like, you really don't want to be doing that. And he's like, no, we can do it with the biggest band in the world. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, Umbrella, have also got Weird L coming out, the L Yankovic story. I think it's just actually called Weird. Weird, and yeah. And that's coming out on 4K Blu-ray and DVD, and that's a global first on 4K Ultra HD. It actually might be a global first across all the formats, but, yeah, it's hard to say whether anyone else will be doing a 4K of it anytime soon. I've still yet to see it. I really want to check it out, so I'm looking forward to that one streeting. And then the last release I want to mention from Umbrella is that they're reissuing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. However, it's in this Stanker Vision, yeah. uh, which which has like video prompts throughout the movie for you to break out your scratch and sniff card. Ah, uh, you know, I was going to ask this out, scratch what's the and mechanism there. Yeah, well, I, I don't know what smells you've got. Obviously, you're going to have pizza <laughs> because, you know, the turtles love their pizza, but they live in a sewer with a rat. So I don't know how great the other smells are going to be. But yeah. I can't remember. Is there any fart jokes in the original Teenage Mutant Turtles movie? No. Because, no I don't uh, think so. But I mean, well, that's Linda, a missed opportunity. I'm just Linda hoping they've gone good. back in and added some farts. I'm yeah. just hoping that all the smells smell like Stinkor's feet from the Masters of the Universe. Oh, toy. yes. Because uh, I missed that, miss that smell. I know. I've still, I've still, actually, no, I sold him about two years ago, but I, I had one. He was in pretty pristine condition. And he still had a bit of that smell about it, but it was almost like a I love letter. Your girlfriend wrote you when you were 14. If you worried you smelt too much of it, the perfume smell would go. I was a really so confused just... child. I used to love the smell of Geo Joe's head and, oh, yeah. and strawberry shortcake. Like, it was a real... <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for that. That's got to be on the TikTok, you doing that. That is a TikTok right there, totally. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah, terrific. Of, I mean, yeah. There'll be a lot of trouble if it's not, Glenn. It'll be, oh, it'll be up there. It'll be up there. <laughs> I'm surprised I turned out as well as I did because when I was a kid, I loved the smell of gasoline. Anytime yeah, we go do. to the petrol station, I'd be like, so I'm, gr- I'm glad I didn't end up having gas. Right. I thought Samson and Delilah was nostalgic. <laughs> Ooh, if you didn't get cancelled for that Karen Allen comment, then that's the one. Then that's the one. <laughs> Okay, I mean, so there's one more release from Umbrella this week, A Bittersweet Life, which I think is a Korean film. I've admittedly never seen this one. Madman put out the DVD of it many years ago under the Eastern Eye label, and it's one I've been meaning to check out for some time. So I'm glad that that's getting a Blu-ray release. And then the last two distributors I'll quickly mention is Madman's releasing The Whale on Blu-ray and DVD. Looking forward to finally checking one, that one out when I have the courage to watch it. I feel like That needs a Stinker Vision version. Oh, God, yeah. Well, I can only go by the trailer, but having not watched Irreversible yet, but having rented it a million times and now owning it on Blu-ray in the cupboard of shame, I hope to add the whale to do that. <laughs> and maybe I'll do it as a double header one day and then just yeah. top myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when, you set up the Aster, when you set up the Aster in your house. 
like the little, <laughs> the little, <laughs> the little ass. And then I'll put it on social media so I can get people commenting, going, "Well, is this a fucking double? <laughs> yeah. What's this? What is this a double? <laughs> fucking idiots! I liked it better when, when back in two thousand and six, when everything was on film. Yeah. Why isn't? Why didn't you do the whale and whale rider? <laughs> why didn't you do the whale and sperm whale rider? <laughs> <laughs> And folks, that's a call back to last week's episode. <laughs> okay, so one more release. I've got one more. And it's from Disney and it's Empire of Light, which is the new yeah. Sam Mendes film, which I had not seen either. I've heard yeah. mixed things about yeah. it. It looks like one for Disney Plus that I'll probably put yeah. in the queue. Totally. Right after Ant-Man 3 and never watched. It's a, it's a, it's a movie no full of like screening. great performances and just the story is confused and doesn't know what it wants to be. Is it as depressing as Revolutionary Road? Because I love <laughs> the depressive aspect of that movie. Watching watching them fight for the entire film, it was fucking hard. Yeah, no, it's a hard one. Like you think you're going yeah. into like this love letter of cinema, but it's not. Oh, okay. So it's no Babylon then. There's no elephants find... shitting. Yeah. <laughs> I usually find that movies that are love letters to cinema are boring as batshit. Like the cinema <laughs> that they, the people who make them love. It's usually self indulgent. Like Rob yeah. Zombie's love letters to the genre, <laughs> which is what, like, everyone lives in a trailer park. <laughs> Seemingly, Sherry Moon Zombie can play anyone of any age. And I'll yeah. stop right there because I'm sure there's plenty of Rob Zombie fans out there. And admittedly, I do like The Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses. House of a Thousand Corpses celebrating its 20th anniversary this year, and they've given it a really nice release in the States. Uh, and locally, nothing yet. I think Umbrella might still have the license on it, so maybe... Maybe we'll see something come of it. But um, sadly, it's just a Blu-ray overseas. They're not doing a 4K of it. And I dare say we'll never, ever see that version that Rob Zombie promised for, like, I don't know, right. like a decade. So Rednecks like can't afford the, 4K. I feel like they're the... Uh, like Tarantino keeps promising to release the uncut, extended cut versions of all these films that never... Oh, yeah. They yeah. never come out. They're all just rumours. They're all liars, like James Cameron with The Abyss and True Lies. He just wants to talk about that shit when he's got to promote something else. And then you've got Peter Jackson. He's no better. Every time he's got some documentary coming out, he's talking about restoring the original elements of all his original films. And yet we've seen nothing. Well, I, wish they'd released the I take it all with a grain of salt. <laughs> I wish they'd, they'd released the special edition of films that went for 60 minutes and they had to hastily shoot more scenes just to boost the time or the oh, extended be... credit sequences that'd be well, amazing because i want to see it restored back to its original 60 minute duration yeah the perfect well you know that's that's kind of nifty because you know what do we do on this show when we haven't got much to talk about we drag this segment out and uh you've chewed up half the time <laughs> perfect gentlemen well it's always a pleasure so thank you for having me and i look forward to talking to you again next week about anything other than home entertainment news if we're Maybe still on the air more about karen allen yeah of course yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll have the order forms ready for next week. I'll see you later, Blen. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, I like that it gives you an applause <laughs> after you uh, select it, after it comes up with an answer, like it, you've won something. Yep. Yeah, industrial action films. I mean, I haven't actually like immediately what springs to mind are things like Norma Ray, Mate One, and oh, Mate One. Yeah, I have seen that one. I was going to say, was it North Country? Oh, that's a good one. Which I have. I, I remember when North Country came out. I was like, I really should watch Norma Ray before I watch this, and I haven't watched either. Of them. Very very similar. Um, um, I think North Country is much better. But Mate One is fantastic. Like, it is. I and when I when I think of Mate One, I think of. Um, What's the Richard Lowenstein one? Spell, not spellbound. The one that was dogs all, in space. The one that was recorded, um, filmed all down in the one thaggy mines, all about the mine collapse that happened down there and the industrial action surrounding that. I think it's called Spellbound. It's fantastic. Strikebound. 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 Fantastic movie. I have that on DVD somewhere. I should lend it to you. I will probably watch it uh, right after Norma Ray and. Uh, <laughs> North Country. <laughs> and then Mate One again. And Mate One again. <laughs> yeah, Mate One is um, one of those movies that pretty much obscure in Australia. Even now yeah. you'd mention it and not many people here have heard of it. But. What about um, uh, Blue Collar? Does that count as a, It's not really industrial action. I mean, it is because it's all about the unions. Yeah, I don't know. It's it. all about the... It's the one... It's Yafet Kodo and um, Harvey Keitel mm. and Richard Pryor. And it's set in the car. They're, they're all auto workers in yep, yep. Detroit, I'm assuming. I haven't seen it, though. And uh, what's his name? Lane Smith is their like, union rep on the floor, but he's uh, definitely a comp- company uh, crony. He's always a company crony. Um, and they're all, the unions are, def- <laughs> are definitely controlled by the mob, and, yeah, and then right. they kind of hold new elections, and they want to become... Well, speaking of the mob, Hoffa. Hoffa and what's the other Irishman. one with uh, <laughs> the same story? What's the one with uh, Sylvester Stallone where he's playing Nighthawks or something like that? He's no, playing no, Hoffa. No, no, no he, that's um, oh, Nighthawks. Isn't that the one that was the French Connection three originally, yeah, and they changed it? No, I really have never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I always get it mixed up with uh, what's that one with Timothy Hutton and uh, Falcon and the Snowman? Oh, radio. I don't know how. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they have no Sean Penn. They have no relation to each other. Industrial action. But isn't there one where Fist? Yeah, that's Fist. Fist. Yeah. 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 Because is he playing Hoffa and Fist? Is that what the. I don't know if it's Hoffa, but it's Hoffa like. Oh, what about Kill the Irishman? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a great one. I mean, it, it's, it starts off as a union movie, and I guess it is. Like, throughout the whole thing, he is the. Ray Stevenson is the union boss, and it has that great scene where they're having the barbecue in their house and the bikers moving across the road. And he goes over there because they insult the woman next door or something like that. He goes over there and he beats the living shit out of the dirty, filthy bikers. It's great. Haven't seen it. Very reminiscent of that. There's that one that there's that um, mafia movie that's kind of like basically Goodfellas, but it's Chaz Palminteri instead. And the bikers, the bikers, they, there's this gang of bikers, and they've been known to go go into bars and destroy the place over a, a, an, an insult that they basically incite. Yeah. Right. And they go into this, but they don't realize it's a mob-controlled bar. And Chaz Palminteriak comes in and asks them to leave. And they tell him to go fuck himself. And so basically he turns around and then locks the door. And the voiceover <laughs> is like, that was the point they realized that, uh, you know, it's not that they couldn't get out. It was not that they couldn't get in. It was that now they couldn't get out. And then all of the fat, they're all super fat mobsters come in and just beat the shit out of the Chaz is bike. always um, Godfather light. He was. All, it's like he was. Um, I feel like he, he. For some reason, just missed out. 
He yeah. should have been in all those movies. Yeah. And instead they got... Uh, he didn't even pop up in number three of The Who's Godfather? the guy in... in he's in um, Goodfellas and he's one of the guys that... Uh, spoiler alert, that De Niro kills. But he's got like the weird soul glow hair that's in a triangle. It's like a triangle mullet. And he's in yeah. like the Jerky Boys music video. Wasn't he Carey in Caddyshack? No, um, Cannibal Run 2? One of the mobsters that's flying the helicopter. Yeah, I, think, I believe so. Yeah, he's yeah. in. He, like he's always in those. Yeah, I think he might be in one of the Godfathers as well, like yeah. two or three. Yeah, he had a fro um, and a half. Yeah, he's got this yeah. we- super. It's a really weird fro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about um on the waterfront? Yeah, like, like the Ilya Kazan, John right Brando. Yeah, it's a great movie. That one. I can't think of many though. That's, <laughs> this is a tricky yeah. one. Like, I remember a while ago I got really invested there's in like, this. There's a lot of like strike type movies. Yeah. Strike is one. Where there's all like strike, <laughs> strike busters. One. They're all like strike busters. Yeah, yeah. I uh, don't know. I don't know. Like it's a, it's a, it's a dud spin, I think. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. more? Oh, isn't there that, what was that one about, um, there's a doco about it, about the unions trying to get into Walmart and how Walmart actually have like a, they literally have a team that come in to bust any talk of unions. Mm. Like they come in, they hold up promotions, they hold up raises, they do all this sort of stuff the minute anyone starts talking about unionizing. And uh, to people who are earning, you know, because a pay rise seems like they get, it's like a dollar extra an hour, but yeah. when you're earning $10,000 a year, that dollar an hour is a massive increase. Adds up, yep. Hmm. There we go. Well, yeah. no, I can't think of any no, more, so I think we're just going to move on. <laughs> How about a song? Let's do it.
So back when we were when we were talking to um when we were talking to Jarrett, I mentioned that Air has been getting a lot of air on the show, and so there was a song from the soundtrack "Sister Christian" by Night Ranger, and what a banger soundtrack, Ben! Isn't that also on the Boogie Nights soundtrack? It's been on there. How many soundtracks has yeah, that been, been on? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I know, I know it from Boogie Nights, <laughs> yeah, but no, it is enough. in there. But the Air soundtrack is phenomenal, and I look forward to buying it on vinyl. And then just listen to it on Spotify. Mm, yeah, Spotify. <laughs> I've got so many things that I could be, you know, paying attention to in physical form, and you know, yeah. it's like streaming. <laughs> well, I feel like once I've bought, spent seventy dollars on the on the vinyl, it justifies me what listening to it on for free. Yeah, that's and, it's, and then you yeah. preserve it, you protect it by it's not like listening I, to it. <laughs> I buy a lot of Blu-rays, but I'd rather whatever I want to watch be on Netflix or something because it's. Just a lot easier. Well, the other night I, I, I chose something to watch and I uh, I knew I had it on Blu-ray upstairs, but the problem was it's upstairs. It's upstairs. <laughs> that is the problem. Everyone I've talked to who has uh, multi-level homes go, you, you end up, you just work it out so you're only going up those stairs once a day. <laughs> and everything just piles up at the bottom of the stairs. As soon as I have... when you go up. As soon as I have my new cinema room set up, it won't be a problem because that will be upstairs. But you know, yeah. anyway. what you need is a uh, like a fireman pole to get down, or like a one of those plain emergency slides that you can put on the balcony, so you can just so getting down is just is fun. Yep. And then uh, you know, spend that money and put that elevator in for getting up. It takes. <laughs> it's like it's like a dishwasher. Like, why does it take an hour and a half to wash dishes that take? <laughs> 30 minutes or t- 10 minutes if I did it by hand. Mm. It's the same with those in- those uh, domestic elevators. You're like, I could just walk up the stairs. It would take literally <laughs> 15 seconds. And this elevator is taking a full on well, minute. Well, you never know when the gremlins are going to get into it. That's yeah. the problem. I'm going to take that elevator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can get one of those stairs. One yeah, of the, the, yeah, cha- yeah. the stair chairs. Yeah, that's what I was thinking They're, you were talking oh, about. Oh, no, huh? I was talking about a proper elevator. <laughs> I remember at Pinewood Cinema, they had one of those things and I... I tried to use it when I thought no one was paying attention and it made a lot of noise and I got well and truly busted. And it was slow. The old Croydon cinemas had one because the only way up to those bastard cinemas was stairs. Yeah. Uh, Hey, let's move on to pretty much the highlight of the show, which is Evil Dead. Uh, Evil Dead Rise is hitting cinemas this week and people are really excited for this one. And uh, we were lucky enough to get an interview with the two lead actresses, but I wanted to just pick your brain about Evil Dead for a little bit. Um, we're both fans of it. You know, what's what's your favourite order of uh, instalments? Order, that's a. I mean, that's a tough question. I mean, look, it's probably. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like it depends on the mood. It's either it's either Evil Dead Two, Evil Dead Three, Evil Dead, yep. or it's Evil Dead Three, Evil Dead Two, Evil Dead. Oh, so but hard. that being said, like there is something super raw. And engaging about Evil Dead. Yep. Really, it's 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 mood. Dep- it's like, what do you prefer, Night of the Living Dead or Return of the Living Dead? It really depends on my mood. That's a good point. See, the funny thing for me is, like, I recognise Number Two as a bit of a masterpiece and a bit of a almost a groundbreaking film. It kind of did things that other horror films hadn't done at the time, and yet 
if I've been a few years without having seen any Evil Dead, I will always go back to the first one. Yeah, right. Even if that means I haven't got time to do the, the other two. To, yeah. For some reason, I go back to the Because you feel like one. you're watching it in order. Because it, it really is the numbering system on Evil Dead, as I have said many times <laughs> on the show, is false. You can just watch... Army of Darkness basically has... In, the, in that prelude sequence with Bridget Fonda is basically all you need to really know about Evil Dead 1 and 2. Well, there, there was a conversation with uh, Bruce Campbell somewhere on a podcast or an interview on a TV show where he said that there is um, there's clues in Evil Dead 2 that make it a sequel to Evil Dead 1 if you're paying attention. Because I, I guess the theory is... What, so in the, na- in the narration at the start, he's like he's going back to the cabin. Yeah. What kind of a piece of shit... <laughs> Is Bruce Campbell? That. I've always thought that going back to, but he's got his. Does he cut? He does cut his hand off in the first one. He's got his hand in it. No, that's number two. That's definitely number two. He doesn't cut his hand off no. and put a chainsaw on in the first no, one. No, 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 no. He's got the chainsaw, but I, I don't think the hand doesn't. His get hand doesn't go. His hand doesn't get possessed. I mean, there's going to be angry people listening if that is the case. But it's I, been it's been a long time since yeah. I've watched them properly. I'm pretty sure number two is the whole hand thing and they they play it for comedy it's very um three stooges whatnot but anyway and look you know the whole as we've said before the whole origin of this podcast was fake shemp the old website which is an evil dead reference you know from the three stooges and so evil dead there's a very you know strong big place in my heart and i do have a massive army of darkness poster right behind me it's you do indeed people that watch our videos uh, will see it with the little fake shemps (laughs) the three Get a little tissues, Ash. Get a little tissues. <laughs> anyway, so I'm not that good. Good, bad. I'm the one with the gun. I honestly can't remember which of those versions is the proper one and which is the alternate. Yeah. Well, speaking of Army of Darkness, though, the new Evil Dead Rise is coming out. This is an official sequel to Army of Darkness. What are you loving? I'm oh, no, just laughing at the 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 segue to move us along but you're like speaking of speaking of evil dead like you did that's not did i say speaking of evil dead or army yeah. of darkness oh I think no I was, don't ask me that oh, question speaking of army of darkness <laughs> the new film is tied to that so the oh, evil dead rise you know how in army of darkness he discovers that there are three necronomicons Right, so he goes up to that cemetery and there's three there. There's three there. So those three then got displaced around the world and one of them is sort of uh, unearthed in Evil Dead Rise. So that's... You know what? If they would have used that in the first Evil Dead remake <laughs> or whatever it is <laughs> yeah. with... Uh, with uh, what's her name from um, Suburgatory and... Mm-hmm. What's, her, what's her name? I don't remember. But that I, I really enjoyed that um, one. The, the, I do call it a sequel. Everyone calls it a remake or a reboot, but there's enough Easter eggs in there to suggest it's you know. A I was going to say, but if they had, if that was the, pl- I would have been a lot the more premise. forgiving of it. Yep. If yep. that was the premise. Look, I, to be honest, I watched it that one time theatrically. I have not watched it again. All I remember is that it's like a a redo. It's, like, a, it's a no, but they they go there for a, a, a intervention. Yep. And you're like, I don't like any of these characters. <laughs> I hope they all die. So just for, for you know, as far as I'm concerned, the connection that makes it a sequel to me and the Easter eggs is obviously there's the Oldsmobile out the front when they arrive, like Ash has been there. There's the claw marks at the trap door and then the demonic voice in reverse is saying history repeats, history repeats, right. as if this has all taken place before and you're not the first, implying that Ash has been there. Has been there, right. Um, whereas this one, it doesn't actually reference the previous movies other than 
we know it's the Necronomicons from Army of Darkness. Did you ask the filmmakers? Because you've interviewed it, haven't you? You've yeah, well, we're, 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 we are no, about... No, 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 not of the new one, of the <laughs> last one. The producer, they, they only produced this one, right? Was it the... No, 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 no. The, those guys had nothing to do with this, uh, this okay. new one. I mean, obviously Sam Raimi, Rob Tappert and, and, Bruce, and Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Um, but no, those, the but directors, those that was... Um, Raphael, something like that. Yeah, and, and Alvarez or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, Ferdy Alvarez. We did interview. What was that for? That was for something else. I think it was Lights Out 2 or something. Or what's the other one? Don't Speak 2. Oh, it was Jared, I think, that interviewed them. Yeah, right. And we and he gave it to us for the show. For the show. Anyway, that's a long way to get to this interview. We so. should retitle the show. <laughs> two, two old men who can't remember things. It's not as catchy as Good Movie Monday, no, but it'd an, be more accurate. Uh, look, it's an interesting episode. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> we're really, it's a, we're testing the friendship <laughs> of our listeners. We've, um, yeah, we've, we've had a few snafus on this episode that people aren't aware of, mm. and that's kind of thrown us for yeah. a tenner. No, but, I'm always like this. So, um, the reason we've stretched this segment out so much is because the interview is very short. When you do these press junks, that sometimes you only get a very you know minute amount of time. And this one, uh, I jumped on Zoom with them, and I was told, "Right, you got five minutes, go." And it turns out I only got four minutes. Like <laughs> they didn't even give me the full five. Did you send in a written complaint <laughs> in triplicate? But the good news is that we crammed a lot into four minutes. Like I got a lot out of them, and they were good fun. And um, so we're going to play that interview right now. Um, we're chatting with Lily Sullivan and Alyssa Sutherland. And uh, I know that Lily Sullivan has agreed to come back on the show at a later date. So we'll have much more to talk That's to great. her about. Yeah. So anyway, don't go anywhere. It's four minutes. Like, you can do it. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> you've, you've had to listen to a lot of shit to get to this four minutes. So don't, don't disappoint yourself now by turning it off. Yeah, but I mean, come on. Evil Dead Rise. Everyone's excited. Let's... And I think I think luckily because of the nonsense that we spout, <laughs> the the timing where the interviews come in is different every week. So you can't no like like I do on the WTF podcast. You can't just skip past the, the his shit. At and the I beginning. don't chapter it either. Yeah, <laughs> I could, <laughs> <laughs> but you don't. Suck on that, listeners. You don't look so good, Mom. <laughs> hey, Alyssa, uh, Lily, it's an absolute pleasure to be chatting with you both. How are you? Hi, Glenn. we're great. Um, this is an absolutely gnarly film. Uh, it's an excellent entry into the franchise. What a grueling experience this was for both of you. Like, you were put through the ringer. Was as exhausting to, for you as it was to watch? Yep. It absolutely was. <laughs> Deeply exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'd have nightmares when you get home. <laughs> it's an all-rounder. Can you talk about like what it's like to be caked in so much goop and gore? I had a spray water, bo water bottle on me at all times because my skin would stick to itself and my clothing and would have to like lay in my trailer and spritz myself so I could open my eyes again or like oh. close them even. Like, it was... It was gross, and it was it'd been brewing for six months prior, which I thought was great. It was aged like a fine wine. <laughs> it, it sounds absolutely gross. 
Um, how familiar were both of you with the Evil Dead franchise before making this movie? Uh, I wasn't familiar with it at all. I'd heard of it, of course, but I'm um, I'm pretty pathetic when it comes to watching horror films. I'm way too easy of a scare, and then I can't sleep. So. <laughs> Um, I watched them once I was uh, about to have a chat with Lee about doing the film. You braved um, it. <laughs> I, I braved it in the middle of the day. Yeah. And That's incredible. Yeah, for me, grew up on horror. My mom, like, go to the cinema by herself, like, and see Texas Chainsaw Massacre when it first came out, by, like, alone at night. So it's, it runs in my blood. Ah, excellent. Oh, you're speaking my language, that's <laughs> yeah. for sure. So this this film, like, there's a very strong maternal theme going on here, running through the story. Both of your characters are very, like, intrinsically connected to that. Uh, was it integral in creating the story? Like, many was it important for you developing it as it was for us watching? I mean, I, Go for it. I think with horror, it's, I, I was saying this before, like, when people watch horror, they come in with an analytical brain. They come in wanting to prove that it doesn't scare them or doesn't shock them. So I think the more you can give it a full body and the more you can lay themes that people can relate to and then flip them on their head and slice them in half and then chop them up. <laughs> um, it's always better. People care more, which I think for the Evil Dead franchise, it's, I think it's nice that we played yep. with um, that complexity more mm -hmm. moving it forward. Yeah, I, I think what we've done is like, I, I keep saying that it feels like we made a really naughty film yeah. because like, I, you, you don't often see a mother turn on her children in their own home. It's like spider-like um, mother eats children. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah, it is a bit like that, mm. but people, but <laughs> yeah. Children. Mm -hmm. And talking about that maternal stuff, director Lee Cronin's previous movie was um, very maternal as well. He has a very strong, I guess, cinematic voice. Uh, how would you describe him as a, as a director? He's awesome. I loved working with Lee. He, um, when it came to um, his interacting with me, he really made me feel very comfortable and confident to try whatever I wanted. Mm -hmm. um, and so I had complete freedom with him. Um, I I loved every minute of it. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was wonderful. I think being a writer-director is always an actor's dream because, you know, they came up with this in their mind and you're mm. breathing life into it, so it becomes such an awesome relationship. Um, and he he's very specific, which I love, and yeah. he's an... Evil Dead OG fan and writes incredibly strong powerhouse female characters that, I mean, just from my experience and scripts I've read, I'm like, it rarely, rarely comes around. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also, like, I didn't ever have to explain a female perspective to him. No. It, yeah. Yeah. He barely even talks about that. Like, that's even not even a thing. Not He's like, even I just a, came up with these characters. Yeah. They're like, we're like, like you do realize yeah. the majority of the cast you do he's like oh yeah 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 awesome awesome well you know what? i hate how short these things are um but thank you so much for spending time to chat about the movie i, I do hope that later down the track you know we could see beth and cassie maybe teaming up totally <laughs> like like army of army of darkness just take it somewhere else and tip it on its head Welcome to Bonehead Weekly Fun Size. And you know, gentlemen, a lot of filmmakers say the 70s were the best decade for film because that's when they say that the studios were collapsing and the inmates were running the asylum and it's before big corporations took over all the different studios. We have all been on Bone. We've done episodes on Bonehead and we all agree that bullshit and the best year of cinema was 1989. 
What 1970s movies do you think should be remade? Who would like to go first? Fine. You know what? I'm going to talk about one that I, I, to be honest, it's been a long time since I've seen, but I'm like, you know, I think we should probably do a remake of this. So I want to keep the soundtrack because it's a great Ennio Morricone soundtrack. Investigation of a Citizen Above Suspicion. You kids ever see this picture? No, it doesn't have a three-word title like the one I'm going to talk about, so that's pointless. Uh, It's basically about somebody that is... There's Some people say it's more appropriate now than it, it was historically, especially given that we had an elected official say he could go out in the street and kill somebody and, and nobody would even question him anymore or he'd be even more popular because of it. This is a chief of police... Enters the apartment of a lover who asks how he'll pretend to kill her tonight, except instead of engaging in the usual role play, he actually kills. And then it's about how nobody's going to question it. Nobody's going to do anything. I'm simplifying the plot greatly. But it's the type of film that we don't tend to see now. And it seems that it would be very appropriate to look at remaking it. Though, again, I'd keep the soundtrack because how are you going to do better? All right. Mine is going to be a horror film. And this movie has been made several different times, but one of the bigger production versions of this actually starred Sandra D, Dean Stockwell, and Ed Beckley Sr. And they all three were in an H.P. Lovecraft adaptation of the Dunwich Horror, directed by Daniel Haller. I've actually seen this movie. It's about Wilbur Whateley travels to the Arkham Miskatonic University to borrow the legendary Necronomicon, but everything doesn't quite work out like it's supposed to. What? We have never got, I know the Gordon films, and I know that there's basically in the mouth of madness is a Lovecraft movie. And it's one of John Carpenter's, maybe John Carpenter's last classic film. We've never gotten a big budget version. What? Underwater is the closest thing we've got to kind of a, a big budget Lovecraft film, guys. That's probably it. I would love to finally, I know that Del Toro is going to make it to Mountains of Madness, but I think somebody should do the Dunwich Horror. And even though it's been made several times, this is the one that has a little bit more of a budget, a little bit more of a production. It's not a terrible movie. It's just, it stars Sandra D. And what's interesting is Curtis Hansen, who would be go on to direct 8 Mile, uh, Hand the Rocks the Cradles, one of the screenwriters. I think it's time for Hollywood to get their act together. And make a high, a, a very high budget special effect remake of Laser Blast. You could have went with Jacob's Run. I could have gone Logan's separately. Run. Logan's or, Run or or Logan's Ladder. Logan's I Run c- is right there, Chad. You could have said it. It could have went. Could have talked about Logan's Ladder and Jacob's Run. Go, Chad. Nope. I go Laser Blast. It's a, one of the Charlie Band's first films um it's about a, a, a teenager who stumbles upon an alien weapon basically turns his arm into a cannon and he slowly devolves into this grotesque monster if you've ever seen the poster the character the person on the poster looks nothing like the actor he looks like a zombie klaus kinski which makes it even more desirable to watch it was made <clears throat> fun of on mystery science theater 3000 as well though leonard malton did give it two and a half stars and on IMDb, it currently has a 2.8 rating. And we've interviewed someone who worked on it. Yeah. So I highly I highly think you could remake Star Wars. You could remake Jaws. You could make you remake Jacob's uh, uh, Step Ladder. You know, it's so that's a half hour version. I just want to see Jacob's <laughs> Step Ladder. <laughs> but no, Laser Bast. Laser Bast. Laser, laser Bast. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Somebody get the crappie. It's the only thing that will stop them. I will be for this, Chad, if they keep the aliens looking exactly the same. 
I want no CGI on these aliens. Oh, no, 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 no. They have to be CGI, but they can look exactly the same. It's CGI made to look like stop motion. Brilliant. You now have all 50 of my American dollars. Bonehead Weekly. Bunsies. Uh. Thank you very much, Boneheads. Uh, the Bonehead Weekly podcast is available wherever you get podcasts from. You all know that. You listen every week, of course, and you can also find them on YouTube. Joe's a very handsome man and uh, well worth watching. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chad and James. <laughs> well, they're gorgeous. They're, yes, yeah. <laughs> but yes, uh, we do appreciate them. They are from Kentucky and uh, yeah, the Bonehead Weekly podcast. Uh, two of them are from Kentucky. I guess they're, they're, they're from, all from Kentucky. They're all from Kentucky, but they're no longer all based in Kentucky. No, but the podcast hails from Kentucky. All right. So, is and, that because, and is that because that's where the guy who presses record is? is that that... <laughs> and if you if you watch the YouTube videos, they have Evil Dead poster in the background, or Joe does at least. He's uh, Sam Raimi's number one fan. Yeah. Right. Yes. But we're that, we're past that. We're past the Evil Dead part. You know, <laughs> people are on board now for recommendations. This is where they get their pens and their paper out and they make a note of what we love. And because we no longer bother putting it on letterbox because we're only doing really one film. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So you gotta you gotta actually listen to the show. It'll be like just end of year a not season. That anyone, of... not that anyone bothered going to the letterbox no. to go. What movies were they talking about no. this episode? No, and that's why I say get your pen and paper, like yeah. like it, like it's a thing. <laughs> People pay attention. Like they give a shit about what we recommend. No, well, no, I've had people. Say to me, hey, I watched that movie you talked about on the show. That was good. Or, well, you know, that was pretty average, you know. Usually oh. usually the latter. The latter yeah. <laughs> but considering your taste, yeah, I can understand shut up. that. <laughs> All right, well, how about this then, smart ass? So I um I wanted to do a, a Mel Brooks kind of direction with this one, but I wanted to watch a movie I'd never seen before, and then I realized I've seen all the Mel Brooks ones. So I thought Go into the Mel Brooks studios or whatever the production company he has. He does some really subversive, weird dramas that he produced in the 80s. Elephant Man being one of them. And he produced... <laughs> just, that's my... <laughs> I am not the being. And he produced another one um, in the 90s with Bill Paxton called The Vagrant, which um, I had fond memories of for some reason. And then when I went to watch it, or fond memories of the trailer, I should say, then I went to watch it. Nah, didn't like it. See, it's a... been recommended to me, and based on that recommendation, I bought the Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray. Well, maybe watch it. I mean, I, I need to persevere, but I got about 15 to 20 minutes in and thought, nah, this is, uh, I can't recommend this. I'm not enjoying it at this point in time. Right. And I didn't have enough time to, you know, if I was going to switch movies, I had to do it then and there, so I could do it in time for this show. So I found another one that he had um, produced, and his wife, Anne Bancroft, directed, and it's called Fatso from 1980, and it stars Dom DeLuise, also Anne Bancroft, this is wonderful. This is from that time in the 80s when uh, obesity was becoming, a, I guess, an epidemic. Um, mass marketing from all these food corporates, you know, were directing all these commercials of delicious foods and whatnot to, um, to people. And Dom DeLuise, like, the thing is, though, he's the fatso in the movie that's addicted to food and, and can't give it up. But he's not that fat in this. Like, he's been fatter. If you've seen Cannibal Run. We've all been fatter. We've all been fatter, Glenn. <laughs> So I'm watching it though, and I'm just thinking, well, you know, fat in the in 1980 is different to fat now in 2023. Like we've really grown. well, it was, the, it was the era of perfect and the yeah. gym, the gym craze and That's uh, true. stuff like that. Whereas now it's all. But he was so self conscious, you know. Anyway, the the movie really um, it hit me in the feels, and it really struck a chord with me because I identified with certain aspects of his addiction. Not necessarily gorging food, and the the film doesn't really address it that way. It's more the 
you know, if something's cooking on the stovetop, he has to try it. And it's not just try it once. It's like, well, then get a bit of bread and try it with that. And it's really, it's done in a very um, realistic way. And Dom DeLuise, I don't know if he was ever considered for awards or any accolades, but he's bloody good. Like he can act. He should have won awards and he gets emotional. And, and then there's the comedic stuff, which I'm sure Mel Brooks had a real hand in because it goes from serious to comedic without you even realizing, particularly the scenes with him and his brother and, yeah, anyway, so Fatso, it's for free on YouTube. Really, really clean-looking copy that might have come from a Blu-ray, but there you go. Fatso, have you Fatso, heard of it? I've heard of it. Yeah. I've seen the poster. Yeah, the poster's great too because it's at the, at, the start, at the top of the poster, it's like a tagline that says, things you can't eat, and it's a list of everything. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a scene where his brother is like eating the most delicious-looking pasta or lasagna, and then he's got a bowl of kale. And the other thing I thought when I was eating the kale is I thought kale was a relatively new thing because I certainly never heard of kale until my mid-twenties maybe. Yeah. And back in 80, he was eating kale. So there you go. It's always been the food of weight loss. Uh, it has, the benefits are great, but it's disgusting stuff. I quite enjoy it in a smoothie with fruit. <laughs> yeah. And you can't taste it. But that, a lot of people fry it. Like it's, um, you can have it like cooked, like it's fried and, and people, crispy. People have suggested that you can do that with cabbage <laughs> and I... I'm like, look, I'm sure. We well, can. I mean, I fry I'm up. sure. Um, I could dump it in a pile of shit too. I'm not going to do either I of those things. I fry up Brussels sprouts and their cabbages. Little, little, little cabbages. cabbages. Yeah. <laughs> it's all gross. <laughs> it's all disgusting. So, fatso, anyway. Anyway, there you go. Yeah, fatso. Maybe one person out there will watch it. Yeah. Dom <laughs> Delo. How was it? Uh, what are his son's names? Oh, was the one from um, Jump Street? 21 Jump Street? There's one from 21 Jump Street who then was on Sequest DSV. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the other one. Yeah, He's no. also in all of those shows because he always, <laughs> whatever one brother's in, the other brother turns okay. up in. It's not nepotism at all. Uh, they're very much like the uh, the uh, Mandalores. Uh, yeah. They're just more Canadian and TV. You, you the, can't tell which one's which. They're the Canadian TV version. Michael DeLuise and Peter DeLuise. Yep. There we go. Two DeLuise. Uh, I'm going to talk about or recommend, it's not a movie. Oh. Well, then what are you doing? <laughs> It, it's, it's a mini-series, but it aired on TV in two feature-length parts. And I, I've i got it on VHS, but I've only, got, I've only ever had part two. And I've been... It's called If Tomorrow Comes. It's based on... A, it's one of those Sidney Sheldon yeah. you know, TV, you know, over two cracking nights. I wasn't expecting this. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I didn't realise it was the Evil Dead show. Otherwise, I would have picked the horror film. <laughs> Uh, but you, know, you know we do have like a, a, a run yeah. sheet and a schedule that we can both check off and yeah, but that that would defeat the purpose of me not doing any any prep work. Uh, so I've only ever had part two on VHS. I've never been able to find part one, and it is up on the. I I happened to and I paid no attention to. It. I had no interest in watching it. And then many many years ago, when my mother was still alive, I had gone over to the US. And while I was there, I had subscribed to the Warner Archive uh, channel, yeah. the VOD platform, because mm-hmm. I couldn't do it over here. Like I couldn't, it wouldn't accept my credit card. It had a lot of issues, even with VPNs and stuff. Yeah. But I'd signed up to it over there, and then over here I could watch it. They only ever had 500 films on their yeah. catalog. A lot of them were these kind of TV miniseries, and sure. Mum loved it, and that's why I mm-hmm. kind of had done it, I'd done it for her. Yeah. And I walked in one day and she was watching it. I'm like, this actually looks really good. What is it? And then I saw the name. I'm like, oh, I've got the tape of that. Is this where your addiction to Hallmark and Sappy shit began? Ah, look, this is, no, this is much later after this. I was, I was already into the, <laughs> I was into, I have, I've got box sets. I've got the DVD box sets, the Mills and Boone box sets. Oof. 
which are always like Charles Shaughnessy and uh, yeah, they're all you know the, all the stars of the nanny in in uh, different roles. Uh, we keep banking you know potential movie marathons and we just never live them out. Them. But anyway, so this, but that, so that's, but finally, I found online somewhere. I just did a search and maybe Daily Motion or something mm. uh, had both parts, and so I, I, I watched it, and it is fucking excellent. It's, it's great. <laughs> it basically. The, the movie's about um, two kind of, well, two con men. One doesn't start off as a con man. One is Madeline Smith from Funny Farm with Chevy Chase, mm-hmm. who is possibly the most gorgeous woman alive. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But she's this like, she's a nice, uh, innocent kind of bank teller who has um, fallen in love and is engaged to this millionaire. And um, something happens at her job and she's accused of embezzling funds which she didn't do mm-hmm. like that she's just been set up she's a scapegoat but immediately her fiance ditches her because his family don't really approve anyway because she's poor uh oh no, no no that's right her she she has to leave she has to leave town for a couple of days because her mother her um her mother dies mm-hmm. or you know but then she finds out her mother's lost her her company and is bankrupt and uh, all this sort of stuff, and so there's this massive tragedy. While she's still reeling from that, she goes back home to find that she's been accused of embezzling. So she ends up in prison, where she um, she becomes the warden's nanny. Mm-hmm. Like it's a women's prison. She becomes the warden nanny. She gets deserted by by all her like her family and friends and everything. She's completely abandoned, but she becomes the warden's nanny. And then she's planning an escape, and she plans to kind of you know use the kid as a um, as a way to get out. But then just before she can do it, the kid falls into uh, into a creek and almost drowns and she saves the kid. So then the warden helps her get out. But so she gets out and she, and then but the only, she can't get any job as an ex uh, prison, as an ex prisoner, she can't get a legitimate job. Yep. She can't go back to the bank, even though it's been found since that she was in fact innocent. And she was, um, you know, exonerated. She can't any job. They won't. They won't touch her. So she ends up. She gets offered a job as a. Um, she gets like this, uh, jeweler basically says, "Look, go go to this place. Meet these people on this train. They'll give you some jewels. You bring it back, and I'll give you this bunch of money." And of course, it's it's not quite right. But all these things happen. She be- ends up. It, to cut a long story short, she becomes like a jewel thief. And then she uh, meets this rich guy in in uh, Europe who trains her to be like a con woman, and then she meets Tom Berenger, who is also a con man who has sim- tried to quit being a con man and has married this rich woman and got a job in her brother's company. But then she finds out he finds out that they're basically using him as well, and his wife's cheating on him, and all this sort of stuff. It's very very melodramatic. But yeah, then they basically <laughs> yeah they basically team up and and, and perform cons together. So, and then there's this out of nowhere <laughs> seemingly there's this really weird subplot where um where I can't is it David Keith or Keith David? It's well, I was, I was about to ask you which David Keith Keith David is it? The, it's the black it's guy the, or the, the white ginger. guy? It's the ginger. Okay, it's the ginger. David Keith. Is like an insurance investigator who's also a psychotic killer oh. uh, on the down low who gets the, involved. So is he the tagline there? He's the yes, he is. So that's him. What is on the, the tagline? Uh, murder madness. A psycho must be stopped. Which is like so. It's two feature length 
Yeah. I mean, this part two is 170 minutes. I mean, so maybe is it's that, three is that the plot feature right length. There? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, not at all. It's I'm such joking. a weird. I'm joking. It maybe it comes through. He kind of he pops up. Yeah. For like five minutes here and there as the thing goes on, but then it's maybe the last ten minutes is about him. So the it's question, weird... the question begs that you've got volume two or part two there on VHS. So have you been looking for number one? I have been active. It's a saved <laughs> eBay search. It has never come up. Wow. That's awesome. There you go. So, how many people are gonna? No one. Not based on <laughs> not based on my long winded uh, synopsis there, but it is it is it's just a great you know Sunday Arvo mm. watch. I do enjoy those type over of a couple of. Uh, I wonder if it, maybe it's on Amazon. It's on definitely. I watched it online because, as I said, I do not have <sighs> there was part a, one on tape. There was an Aussie one around about that same time, very similar. It was two parts. I wish I could remember something. C. Anyway, I won't. The Shirley. Probably shouldn't have even said it. No, <laughs> no one's going to give a fuck. But that's, Sound like Alice. Yeah, that's it. Why not? Harp in the South. <laughs> Just naming all of the miniseries. Uh, yeah. For better, for rich man, poor man. Dirt Water Dynasty. Yeah. Upstairs, downstairs. <laughs> all the rivers run. <laughs> Jeez. And what's the other? What's the follow-up for All the Rivers Run? All the Rivers Run 2? No, this, it's got another name. No, I don't A River know. Runs Through It? No, that's, <laughs> no that's, that's, that's a good movie. There's a, there's a follow-up to it anyway. Yeah, oh, what's the uh, one with Rebecca Gilling? Exit to Eden or Ooh, East yeah. of Eden or Return to Eden. East of Eden. I mean, she would have liked to have seen her in Exit to Eden. Yeah. <laughs> one, of them's, one of them is James Dean and the other one is uh, Rebecca Gilling. It's not just Eden, is no. I think it's... I think it's... Return to Eden. Return to Eden. Yeah. Anyway, that's another show. Jarrett will know because I found the DVD <laughs> uh, and he was there, I think, at like a... Uh, oh, what's the name of that? <laughs> Jesus, my memory. <laughs> We're having a good one. Uh, well, he thinks at a record about... store. And I found it at a, at a secondhand at a record store that also had a bunch of DVDs, okay. and I waxed lyrical about how excited I was to find it. I was going to say, while you're thinking about that, I may as well just thank everybody for listening. Uh, those of you that are still here, <laughs> I can picture the sign. <laughs> <on> the store. <laughs> you know what to do. Find us on our social medias or just go to goodmoviemonday.com and click on the relevant social medias. I also do the Wednesday Up Late podcast with Chloe, so make sure you tune into that as well. I want to thank um, Universal Pictures Australia because they actually teed up that junket for the Evil Dead Rise interview, so without them it you know, wouldn't have been possible. And hopefully we can get Lily on the show sometime later in the year. But um, anyway, thank you, Ben. It's been fun. And just to lift that curtain again like we, we tend to do, it's becoming a bit of an ongoing motive on the show. We're recording differently, and I'm sure people have picked up on that. And we're, we're doing the headphone thing like everyone else seems to do in podcast world. And it's the first time we've done it and Ben's enjoying the shit out of his own voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I did notice, and it may not come through in the recording, that when you were playing around with that VHS, ooh, you could hear it. Oh, really? <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, yeah, I can't hear it on mine. On the but, table. Uh, on the t- oh, yeah, it's coming through hard. I'm, I'm, it's trotting along the table like a horsey. I'll just look like a dickhead when it doesn't actually come through on the actual show. On the show. It's just on the mic. <laughs> So anyway, if the uh, if the sound has been a little bit different, hopefully it's for the better. And did um, I mention that the movie I was talking about was called If Tomorrow Comes? Did I actually know say the title? I think you did. So, or maybe just because I was looking at it, it was in my head anyway. Hey, you don't, you never know. I might have just cut that out of the entire show. Right, yeah. <laughs> Goes too long. Cut it. <laughs> That's right. Would you like to hear another song from the Air soundtrack? Yes, please. Do you like Mike and the Mechanics? I do like Mike and the Mechanics. Do you need a miracle? I do need a miracle. Yeah.